What up, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of News and Brews. We can tune in, tap out with your favorite hosts, Carlos and Steven. We have a pretty packed episode today. It's going to be WWDC reactions. I know you and I both have some pretty uh, big reactions on the the cool shit that's coming out. We're going to be talking about alien shit, which is like my second favorite topic to talk about other than Apple. And, uh, oh, Sempic, weight loss. I know you went through like a cleanse, so we can go ahead and talk about that and see... How that goes. So first thing, elephant in the room, you know, we're virtual today. Yes. It's because I'm a little sick. And I'm not trying to get Steven sick and his family sick. It was his birthday. Happy birthday, bro. So not trying to there it is. <laughs> not trying to get anyone to the sniffles and shit. So that's where we're out here. Yeah, in in the days before COVID it would be a non issue, but I guess nowadays you can't be too careful. And I didn't want to stay my birthday sick to be honest. Even Magali was like, I yeah. feel a scratch in my throat. And I'm like, <laughs> not today. <laughs> not today, Satan. <laughs> dude, it's crazy because, like, I my timing with getting sick is the worst, dude. I always get sick when we either plan something, go on a trip. I got COVID on our anniversary weekend. We were going to go to um, uh, Catalina Island for, like, a whole weekend. And I got sick, dude. And I got COVID. Well, I think I got COVID. I don't know what I got. Pretty, pretty much COVID. And that happened. And then the other two times, I had COVID th- three times. The other two times were literally during the holidays. So Christmas and New Year's, couldn't really do much. So it just sucked, dude. So yeah. just trying to be a little careful, especially around like the celebratory causes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, summer's coming up. So a lot of, uh, even like your housewarming party, um, you know, so you don't want to kind of, hinder that or you know just like you don't want to be sick for those events or you don't want to get people sick either so um but yeah i think uh we can get to the topic at hand which is what i'm most excited to talk about is our reactions to wwdc um we had our predictions and yeah my like, favorite holiday yeah and it's like we were pretty spot on with our predictions you know so um first and foremost i feel like the most exciting thing was the new vision pro um, and I also think, oh yeah, definitely. I also think that like we got a lot of um, like really fun and cool updates to like AirPods, uh, Mac OS, iOS, TV OS, iPad OS, Watch OS, which I'm mm-hmm. also pretty excited about because it's a big like overhaul of the whole operating system. So it's gonna kind of provide a new experience, hopefully, and kind of rejuvenate the line. Um, but man, that Vision Pro, dude, like, what are you most excited about about it? Dude, I just think it's the beginning of a whole new era of technology, dude. This is this is going to be equivalent to me, like the invention of, you know, the iPhone, the very first iPhone, you know, the invention of the PC. Mm-hmm. This is this has that capacity, you know, it's still Gen 1. Yes. So there's not going to be a, there's not a lot of applications for it. You know, it's still in its early stages, but just imagine how this technology is going to be in like five years. And yeah. Apple is a company that's in a unique position to really make this succeed, whether or not people are buying it. Yeah. Just because it's such a big company, like the richest company in the world, mm-hmm. they can force this through, yes. you know? And who knows what can come out of it, dude. I feel like the applications really are endless. And I've seen like all these memes. I saw, I saw one actually today on LinkedIn. It was like, oh, there's a new um, reality headset coming out that Apple cannot compete with, and it was just like, like open glasses, like you know, actual reality. Yeah. 
no, you can't beat actual reality. I was like, okay, <laughs> I get it, but you're missing the point. You know, it's not about, yeah, reality is nice, but I can't be inside of, I can't go to Paris. You know what I mean? I can't go visit a museum virtu- like virtually versus going there in real life, whereas like, I have to buy a flight, take time off, do all that kind of shit. Where in here, you can put it on, bam, yeah. in full fidelity. You can see, walk through museums and stuff. Yeah, I mean, even the... That's probably going to happen. I don't think they announced anything like that, but I think it will. I think even like, you know, of course the price tag is pretty substantial in terms of like it being 3500 but yeah. the experiences that you'll get with it from being at a front row of a concert to being courtside at a basketball game, and then even further than that, just being able to be fully immersed in, you know, uh, maybe a movie or like your 3D memories that you can kind of relive in a sense. Like if your children are young, you can have those videos of them or you're, you have an elderly grandparent, you can look back when they're no longer here anymore and relive those moments and, you know, evoke that emotion. Yeah. So to me, it's like, there's a lot more to it. Um, but even deeper than that, like, I feel like over the years, Apple has always brought out products that complement each other. And never really like replaced any products but i think this certain product has the ability to eventually replace your watch your computer your iphone because you won't need to have those things uh, if you have apple vision pro because it's a standalone computer um and you wouldn't need to carry around a laptop with you or a phone with you because right? that's some i mean not right now but at some point like you alluded to five years down the line ten years down the line it's going to become lighter more portable and you know not being having the better need battery. To, yeah, better to battery um and just i feel like we're going to get to a point where everybody's probably going to be wearing one just like everybody has an iphone so i think that's airpods dude you can't go anywhere without people with airpods in the airplane and stuff yeah that's how it's going to be now with this with this thing yeah i agree it's going to be crazy man i'm more excited about like the potential than what it actually is coming out with right now because yeah right now it's pretty bare bones yeah but the potential, I think, is going to be crazy, yeah. dude. As it stands right now, but then it's you a also production have... model. Like, it's not even out yet. Yeah, you know? it's not even out yet. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to be hopefully even better than this. But, you know, there's, like, the whole argument to be made. Because, um, you know, my my girlfriend, Steph, she's, she does not like this at all. She's totally against this whole augmented virtual it's reality. Thing. She's like, yeah, exactly. For that reason, she's like, you know... How are we going to, like, right now, kids are already having issues with being on their phone all the time. Now they're going to be in a whole other, like, mindset. Because maybe not right now because it's so expensive. But imagine in five, ten years, yeah, kids will be having this. You're going to see kids in, in Disneyland or not even in Disneyland anymore. It's going to be just, like, just wearing these glasses. And people on the couch, like, five people on the couch, a family just wearing these glasses. And it's going to be totally, like, disconnect you from human interaction and i'm like yeah you know let's shoot and then i was like well you know we just won't give it to them but she's gonna be like oh yeah but they're gonna see their dad with their apple vision pro and they're gonna want it they're gonna want to play with it or you're not gonna use it when you're with them because you're gonna be with them all the time you know it's like i think my so it's reply to that like narrative is i feel like apple had this designed with that in mind because from just the videos that we saw when they revealed it is whenever there's somebody in the room with you or they get close to you, they materialize in your vantage point. So like they become uh, visible to you. And I think Apple had that also in mind when putting the OLED screen on the outside of it to show your your eyes eyes to make the other people aware that like, Hey, they're not tuned out. They're actually tuned in. Um, So I think like Mm -hmm. if that wasn't such a big deal to Apple, they would have developed this without those features. And I think, you know, Apple's doing its best because they probably do foresee 
people being very reliant on this product going forward because it's just, I really feel like it revolutionizes everything from not needing a phone to not needing even need an iPad or a Mac anymore. Like you can just, that's it, you know? Yeah, dude. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if in the future it's going to be classrooms or just like that. They just That's true. The, the entire, either the entire classroom is going to be wearing these or if you're doing like a hybrid program where it's online, mm-hmm. you won't even need to go to school. You just put put on these glasses, maybe part of your tuition for something in university and there you are in lecture with everyone else, with a professor and the professor doing crazy 3D like shit with their, with their lectures, which I think is cool. Like, that's possible, right? But I don't know, man. The way I see see professors, they're just still probably gonna have their lame ass PowerPoints, yeah. you know. But in the future, future, I feel like that's that's where it can be. It doesn't saying that's what's exciting is the application potential for this. For sure, I think that's what excites me the most. Yeah, and to... I want to get it, dude. I want to get it. It's expensive. <laughs> You're making me want to get it too. But for me, I, I think you know, Apple's always been able to kind of have like this ability to create something magical. And to me, this, from what I've heard of other people's reactions, not just like the video, but watching other people's reactions that actually got to use it and what they think of it. Um, it it's like the, the revealing really didn't do it justice. Like in terms of the fidelity of the screens, the way you can resize them with the, mm-hmm. you know, your hand, you don't need a controller. Um, and the, the eye tracking. Yeah. The eye tracking, like it's essentially being able to manipulate your, surroundings within that environment with like your mind because you're you're just looking around and it helps you focus on wherever you're looking at because the eyes tracking is like has such a low latency and the cameras outside create like i've heard that it's like still kind of digital but it's so much better than the rest of like what's out there right now like the MetaQuest and all those other headsets that like it doesn't feel like it's like you're you have that lag where you kind of like you can get a little bit like dizzy or something. Like I, I get dizzy with the MetaQuest, but I'm interested to see if like if I were to get dizzy with this one. Yeah, that that would be interesting. I feel like yeah, they, there has to be some crazy technology with that in mind because they're anticipating people to use this for productivity. Yes, like not just for games. So they're anticipating people to use this like for work or meetings for long prolonged use cases. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine they're gonna have that in mind. Probably some gyroscope. Thing mm-hmm. that you know that updates your the the thing the uh, the panels and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be crazy, man. I I do I do want it because I never had AR or VR because I've always been like, mm, I don't know. It's cool, I guess, but not crazy. But now I see this, I'm like, okay, this this is kind of crazy. I, and the way I just I already know the moment I try it on, I'm gonna be like, this is fucking crazy. Just like AirPods. Like. I already know. Yeah, dude, I remember the first time I tried AirPods because that was the first, that was that was the thing too. When I, AirPods came out, I was like, do I really need these AirPods, dude? Like, I have my headphones perfectly fine. I remember I used to get like the Beats, I had like my Beats power or whatever. I, like, these are like perfectly fine. And then I went to the Apple store and they're like, you want to try these on? And they like wiped it down and I put it on. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, this is crazy. And then they did the whole like Siri thing and they did like all that kind of stuff. And I was like, what the hell? Yep. Yeah, dude. And that was Gen 1, dude. Now even the AirPods have gone so far. Yes. And it's it's not dude. I, like, I feel like... And the thing Apple really takes care of their products long-term. Yeah, they, they definitely keep that support for years to come. But I think for me, I do want it too, but I've never really been... Other than the AirPods, just like yourself, and I got them Gen 1. Um, I just feel like when, when these products first come out, they're always more expensive, of course. Like, you know, a 
plasma TV or an OLED TV was, but now they're pretty affordable now. So I think like for me, probably Gen 3, which knowing Apple, they'll probably upgrade this maybe every year, if not the first version, like every, the first version probably be two years and then every year after that, because that's kind of like what happened with the Apple Watch. Um, mm-hmm. At least I think. But yeah, I feel like maybe Gen 3, I'll probably bite the bullet on that one. Just to, you know, get it more refined. I'm thinking Gen One and Gen Two. I want to see what what apps come out for it. True. You know, I want to see how how like HBO Max does their shit. Like, dude, imagine because you know how they did the whole Harry Potter, the new Harry Potter remake, the seasons. Imagine you can go in there and like, like I could just imagine it's gonna be fucking crazy. You know, I know Disney did their whole little demo too, which is cool. Like the the Disney app, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So I can imagine like HBO or Netflix or whatever. You know, and that's what's exciting to me. And I I I just feel like. They put so much time and resources into this Gen 1. I don't think it is going to improve drastically from like Gen 2 to even Gen 3. I think it's going to be more like maybe stability updates, which are going to be welcome, obviously. But um, I don't see they're going to like the redesign, for example, probably would happen for like, I don't know, dude. You know how Apple is like three, four years, something like that. It's possible. We'll have to see. But yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe like. Gen one, Gen two, probably Gen two, just because I need to save money. I don't think I'm gonna have enough money to, to get it, like, like in uh, beginning of next year for sure. We'll see. Little other things I need to get. I can use my. Hopefully, uh, I can use my sister's twenty five percent discount. But it's, it'll still be like yeah, freaking twenty five hundred bucks, you know, or twenty eight hundred bucks or something. Yeah, something crazy. I know. I finally got like my tax money. I was like, oh man, I can do some naughty things with this, but I just paid my credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get anything. The only thing I got was a portable drive for like purposes of the podcast and stuff, just to like load shit in there and stuff. Yeah, like you know, u- useful necessities. Like the only thing I did for my birthday uh, for myself was book a golf club fitting for next weekend, and cause, just because I've always wanted to do that, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to drop some money, but there is the potential that I could drop you know two grand in one day right there so yeah we'll, yeah we'll see. i know it's great it's yeah and that's what i'm saying that that's what i was thinking too with the whole um apple vision pro right yes a lot of money but when you put it in perspective and compare it to other things like for example i wanted i want to get a tv for my room mm-hmm. for the office and like a decent tv is like probably like 1500 bucks yeah right nothing crazy like a, like and nothing even big just like a a uh, 45 inch 4k oled whatever yeah Maybe like fifteen hundred bucks, and I was like, they have two of those on their on their on their thing. They pretty much have two four K micro, was it micro OLED, micro LED, like that on the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm like, dang. So that's really like fifteen fifteen. And then I was like, I'm gonna want a sound system for that too, which this is also gonna have their spatial audio. And even if I were getting a HomePod for it, that's like another four hundred bucks. Yeah. You know. And then okay, well then those. That, there goes that and then i'm gonna need an apple tv too <laughs> so it's like you know so then when you start like adding all these up it's like dang dude it really is not crazy price in comparison because if you don't if you don't you you can usually you, you can use it for everything if this is going to be your only home theater situation like you live on your own or whatever yeah yeah this can pretty much replace it all and do it really well and you really don't need anything else and you're you're going to be straight so yeah it's expensive but in in com- like comparing it to other things mm-hmm. that you, that it could potentially replace, it's like mm, it's pretty even. More is more even, you know. Yeah, I like. I was gonna say I agree. With, yeah, I agree with that because again, this is Gen One, but where it's gonna go, it's. I, I mean, I. 
like I'm in the market for a new MacBook right now, but if this was out and say it was Gen 2, Gen 3, I'd probably really be considering getting this instead of a MacBook because not only will I have the ability to not need monitors anymore, I would just have that, you know, and, and wherever I go, I can have like a triple screen setup where they're all just like, you know, huge and right there, you know, high fidelity. And I mean, you probably would need a, a MacBook for like Final Cut or Logic Pro, because um, I don't think that headset will be able to run that. But I don't know. They have an M2 on there, so it's Not yet. possible, you know? So Yeah, who knows, dude? It has two, that has two chips on there. Like, I can totally see in the like, next couple years, just like how I did with the iPad. You know, Final Cut Pro and, and Logic didn't come out on the iPad, but now it did, and it works fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine, a fi- like, a Apple Vision Pro version of Final Cut, where you can like zoom in zoom out see everything like in real time or whatever who knows you might be even a you i I wouldn't be surprised if one day you'll be able to edit that 3d video into like its own movie and shit it's gonna be another apple where you can be immersed in the environment you know yeah exactly so that's the thing who knows is the possibilities really are endless and even then you can just buy like a cheapy a little cheapy you know macbook like the like the very like a MacBook Air, which is not cheapy, it's pretty nice, and just run Final Cut on there and just do everything on on your Apple Vision Pro. You yeah, know, just I to was, have a mirror. I was listening to this one guy and his reaction, and I've seen all like the more, more popular tech reviewers talking about the headset and talking about the same things basically. But this one guy, um, I came across this video, and he was talking about how most of the reviewers and people that are like pretty popular aren't really touching on uh, when they use the headset that there was a uh, these videos called apple apple 3d videos or something like that and like they fully immerse yourself in the environment so like for cinematic nerds or people that are like into cinema that's going to be like a whole restructure and evolution medium uh, yeah a whole new thing like a whole new genre of filmmaking where like you can nobody really cares to go to the movies anymore they want to watch these videos from home and their apple headset you know like it's going to be that much better yeah like imagine watching like a horror movie like no, that, that. And you're that. inside <laughs> the horror. <laughs> like, know, dude, it, it's gonna be crazy, like, and, and and that's what I'm excited for. Like, there's just yeah, it, the applications really are endless, and I think that's what they called it. Like the beginning, it's like a whole new thing. I would never it's literally the more part. Never you never do no, like no, a thing like it's that. Funny because last night I was hanging out with my friend Steven and my friend Chris, um, and we were talking about the alien stuff that we're going to talk about next, but also um, ghosts. And my friend Steven has a lot of stories of like encountering with ghosts. And he was showing us um, like videos of like his ring recording his back door in his garage being opened by itself. And like, I was just sitting there and I was getting scared, dude. So there's no way that I can have a headset that like fully immerses myself in like the Michael Myers world. But like, there's no way to <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. Dude, that's- <laughs> I remember, I remember one time uh, we were all downstairs in my house in, in Moval, and we're all just watching a movie. Everyone was there, dude. There was no one anywhere else. Everyone it was a family movie night, right? And then out of nowhere, the printer starts printing shit. And we're like, that's weird. <laughs> like, the printer just turned on and started printing things upstairs. So then we go and I check what it is, and it was just, like, empty paper. But that was, like, really freaky. And another time, you know, we're also on a movie night. Everyone's watching movies, and we hear, like, a thump, like a doon. We're like, what the fuck is that? And then I go up and I go check, and the door to the attic came off. So we're just like, how 
did that happen? Because the way the attic opens, you have to push it up, right? So you have to push it up and over. So something either would have to have pushed it up really hard to flip, to make it flip over or pull it from the top and flip it over. So it's just like, how did that happen? Everyone was downstairs and the attic door was wide open. And that really freaked us out. <laughs> that was really, really creepy. You, you like, it just, you feel like that fear just rush over you, right? And you just kind of like feel like, yeah, like, like the hairs in the Super back of your neck. Just like, I, I would get that feeling like when I'd be at my, uh, old house in Hacienda Heights and like nobody was downstairs and I had to turn off the lights and go to my room and I would like turn off the lights and run up really fast with the stairs because you just like you feel something you know and I don't know what it is but it's like that sixth sense and I'm I'm, a primal fear man it is I've never seen anything like with my own two eyes I have seen UFOs so we'll get to that but when it comes to like the other realm of like you know spirits or I mean I feel like of course, there's spirits. Like I believe in that, even though I've never seen it. But I feel like there's weird creatures, like demons and goblins and gargoyles. I feel like that stuff, in my opinion, really exists because I've just heard some crazy stories yeah. and even like podcasts. I, there was this one podcast that Eric used to like send to me to listen to, and there was this one story where this guy called in and talked about how he worked at like this old rundown. I don't know if it was like a, an insane asylum or like a old hospital or something but he was patrolling around um the the building and it's basically like in a remote area and he hears some rumbling in in the bushes and he found this what looked like a goblin or a demon with like hooves and like long ears and like a almost like a bat's face think of like the the goblins you see in tears of the kingdom or breath of the wild like those little ones that yeah there's there's a lot of them like like that and he was like eating something and then he fucking like put his flashlight up and it ran away but i mean i know people might just chalk that up to like people being crazy or people seeing things but i don't know man i feel like a lot of people really wouldn't put themselves in that position to make things up like bob lazar like he's had a consistent story with all these ufos about you know him reverse engineering their propulsion systems and stuff and he's never really deviated from his story since like the 1980s so you know people might look at him as being a crazy person but i feel like if you know somebody's just trying to bring awareness we shouldn't just automatically write it off as like somebody being insane or being kooky i think there's a lot of validity to what people say because i don't think people would want attention for the wrong reasons again there's people like that but i just try to give the benefit of the doubt so that's you know, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like there's always. Go ahead, go ahead. No, wait, go ahead. Finish. I was up. just gonna say because, like, what our next topic is. I mean, it's it's having like at the edge of my seat lately. Just like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Yeah, dude. I was, I was scared when I watched that video, dude. Not gonna lie. But um, yeah. What I, what I was gonna say is, I feel like there's always a little truth in all these crazy stories. Yeah. You know what I mean, I used to, I used to I used to be stuck on watching ancient aliens all the time. Uh-huh. And there's like I think there's like a YouTube channel that was dedicated just to debunking ancient aliens. So I would watch them both. But sometimes, dude, they would say some shit on ancient aliens, and I was just like, that's kind of crazy, dude. That's kind of I can't recall any anything per se exactly. Like just small things, like similar um, artwork or like pictographies or hieroglyphics across all different cultures that were like thousands of years apart or thousands of miles away like the pyramids aligning the same way and shit like that that's super interesting like 
you know, and I think people have tried to explain it saying, oh, well, you know, many cultures base their pyramids off of like the constellations, but these are sometimes cultures are totally separate. And when you're separated that far, like between hemispheres, you have totally different stars to, you know, look at, you know, like the stars on the south side of the equator and the stars on the north side of the equator are totally different. Like when I went to Ecuador, I was like, dude, these stars look so different, <laughs> you know? And, um, and so like that to me, it was like, I don't know, man, if you're so far away, I feel like, you know, there has to be some something, you know what I mean? It's just, and, but, you know, you just won't know until like we'll, something comes we'll, out or we'll whatever. Never know. I don't think we'll ever know until we, or when we find out it's going to be too late, dude, they're going to yeah. already be at our doorstep. <laughs> it's going to be the apocalypse. I, feel I hope like, they're nice. That's I, what my mom said. <laughs> I feel like um, they're already among us, like. Not to say that they look like aliens, but they're, I don't know, you can uh, kind of going down the rabbit hole in terms of like shape shifting or fucking, um, what's that other, there's another term for it. And I was just, I just heard it this morning too, because I was watching this guy who's just lives in the van and goes to like all these haunted areas. Oh, skin, skin walker. Like skin walker. Skin walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, like, I feel like the fact that we have, just before midnight on April 30th, sky watchers across several Brazil, western states um, saw a bright fireball streak through the heavens. A police officer working in the northwest um, valley like caught a glimpse of the colorful the, object like, on his body know, cam. Why, why At nearly the same Brazil? time, a ring camera um, in the area recorded a strange that, noise like, and what sounds like a crash. One of these creatures, like it's very similar to that story in Brazil where, you know, they saw a crash and there was fucking aliens walking around the area like what the fuck like that's insane let's 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 switch over to that topic then let's yeah. just go let's just dive yeah, down yeah, yeah. Rabbit i figured we would i feel like it was a good transition to do so we're ready yeah yeah dude i so because you know i really like like talking about this stuff but um you sent me the video so i don't know how you came across it but um you want you want to just like walk people through the video yeah and now I'll, I'll probably post a clip up here too okay sounds good um so yeah, I came across it because my YouTube, the algo just knows what I like. So I just, it just popped up. <laughs> just who likes aliens. <laughs> yeah, just who likes aliens. And then um, it was this family, I guess it was a son, two sons and a dad working in their backyard on a truck. And um, they saw this like bright light fall down, almost like a shooting star kind of thing. But it was like literally in the atmosphere and you can actually see it. And they felt like a big boom, like almost like a sonic boom. And it kind of like dazed them a little bit and it fell like right in their backyard, left like a perfect circle on their grass or their dirt area or whatever it is. And they were literally like shocked when they saw these creatures, basically like, I think he said one was standing outside of it and one was standing like inside of it. I don't know how they can see that or not. Um, and then they end up calling the cops and they're like, you know, these things are not human. They're like eight, nine, 10 feet tall. Um, and they kept, or he, he, uh, sorry, he, he brought out an, another video talking about like his experience of like them sounding like they were walking around like the whole house, like they were walking on the roof and stuff. But in that specific video, it kind of cuts to the, the cop, um, having a body cam footage of the fall. And you see this bright light just hit the ground. Um, and there's also ring footage of the sound that it made. It was like a big boom. Um, and the cops, like when they're talking to the family, they're freaked out too. They're like, dude, like 
if this happens again, like deal with yourselves, you know, like it's essentially meaning like shoot them. Cause in Vegas, I think you can have guns and you can defend yourself. But um, they were saying that like, there was this creature standing by like their forklift and it was like kind of gray and had red eyes, similar to the story in Brazil, red eyes, gray. Um, he can hear this thing breathing. Um, and then after like the next month or so, because this happened on May 1st, I believe, they saw like government officials, like men in suits with glasses on driving in like government, like tag cars and stuff. So that's also pretty consistent with a lot of other UFO sightings that had happened where people talk about these men in suits, which is like kind of where the men in black came from. So like that whole movie is like kind of based on like folklore in a sense. So um, yeah, I, that's kind of just like a little summary of that specific um, story. And we can also talk about the government official that's a whistleblower talking about how the U.S. government has aircraft um, in their possession. So it, I don't know. I feel like this should be front page news, but it's not. And possibly for like good reason, because, you know, people don't feel they don't want to freak out people. But I feel like everybody has a right to know because it puts thing in, things into perspective of like, you know, we're not alone. So why are we fighting amongst ourselves? Why are we so divided? We should be like coming together to like just realize that we're not the only ones in this universe. There's a whole something else that's bigger than ourselves, you know? Like it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Before midnight on April 30th, sky watchers across several western states saw a bright fireball streak through the heavens. A police officer working in the Northwest Valley caught a glimpse of the colorful object on his body cam. At nearly the same time, a ring camera in the area recorded a strange noise and what sounds like a crash. One family living in a ranch-style home had a much closer view of the object. Two brothers and their father were working on a vehicle in their yard when they caught a glimpse of a sparkly object as it came crashing down, then were hit by what they describe as a shockwave. One of the witnesses, a young man named Angel, has stated when the brothers looked into the yard where the object landed, that spot was obscured and blurry, as if by unknown form of camouflage. What they saw next prompted a frantic call to 911. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes, okay. like, like I can't explain it, and big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and, and they're not human. They're 100% they're not human. Eight News Now investigators have spoken with family members multiple times in the past four weeks, but each of the three times we accepted their invitation to do an interview, they didn't answer the door or their phone. These are some of the claims they've made in other public forums. Multiple family members backed up the story in an initial police report we obtained. Angel says they heard the patter of multiple feet in the yard. They later heard footsteps on their roof. They saw one of the eight-foot-tall creatures climb behind the controls of a large front loader stored in the yard as if trying to engage it. He got a good look at one of the creatures, he said, a greenish-grayish being with large eyes and long legs. He says he could hear its deep breaths, and when he locked eyes, he was, in essence, frozen in place, couldn't move. In the middle of the yard, where the object had crashed, then vanished, a circular impression was left in the soil. 
Okay, where is this on your property? Metro sources say the police dispatcher initially wondered whether to send a crisis intervention team to help the troubled witness, but then took the incident seriously. Two officers arrived 38 minutes after the call, and by then it heard from other officers. They proceeded cautiously and managed some nervous laughs. I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> a few days later, the family says two Metro sergeants returned to the scene to ask follow-up questions. The family says they also saw men in suits and sunglasses driving in a car with government plates cruising slowly past the house in the following days. Nellis and Creech have denied any interest or involvement with the incident. Metro has indicated they believe the family that something crashed in their yard. But what? No, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I just feel like um, the, the whole thing with the men in black thing, when I hear it, I'm always just like, I don't know, man, it's a little too on the nose. You know what I mean? Like, do they really walk around in these black suits with these black sunglasses like the movie? You know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't know. It's a little, like, on the nose to me. But I know they do drive, I mean, just in general, government officials do have, like, those um, government big-ass black cars and stuff. Yeah. So, but when I hear, I'm like, okay. Like, if imagine you're working for the FBI or whatever, and you're part of the um, MI, MIB Men in Black, and they give you this outfit, you're just like, dude, so the movie was right? <laughs> like, so this is exactly how you guys dress? Well, it's not a secret you know, that, like, to, the CIA has been involved with Hollywood since, you know, like, the early, whatever, 1900s, like, putting oh, yeah, out dude, propaganda. Argo. Um, yeah. They do like a lot of missions and shit, like with Hollywood when Hollywood's involved. It's kind of crazy. Have you seen the movie Argo? With I think I've seen ben bits Affleck? and pieces. That was a remake to it, original one. I think I saw the original one, but a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It pretty much shows you how they do work together. But like for for context, right? So, so uh, I forgot what what happened in the Middle East. What exactly what it was? But pretty much Ben Affleck is part of like the CIA or something, and he's tasked with. Coming up with a plan to go save these people. I think it was in Iran or Iraq or something like that. And so they call their buddies up in Hollywood and they just pretend to make a movie. So they make a poster. I think they even make it like a trailer. They have like a script. They have actors and everything like a full-on movie. They they actually like say he's gonna release. They put commercials up and everything so that they can go and go to the country and act like they're you know scouting for environments or whatever so you can go and get these people so yeah it's like perfect example of the cia or the government working with hollywood to either cover something up or to get something done or whatever even know? even before that so it, the it, CIA it, has done that to evoke uh, nationalism because back in the day the most popular movies i don't know, like the 1940s 1930s were army movies and westerns and stuff and they were trying to basically like use that as an instrument to put out propaganda and create nationalism and, you know, make people want to join the army or things of that nature. But I feel like they've even mm -hmm. to the point have given Hollywood the secrets of, you know, our society and reality that there are aliens, there are ghosts, there are demons, there are fucking goblins and shit. And that's why Hollywood has continued to put out those types of movies over the years to kind of condition us in a sense to this possibly, possibly being a reality. And, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, like we, told you, bitch. We've said, we've said this before. Reality is stranger than fiction. So I, I feel like, you know, that's proving to be true time and time again. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I can't imagine, like, in Hollywood making, like, all these movies. And it's kind of interesting, right? Because all the alien movies that come out, they always have, like, the same kind of theme. And it was like, yeah, it's a cliche, it's just gimmicky. But yeah, what if they are just trying to, like, 
you know, just soften the blow for when this does happen. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you if you hear it. People are hearing about it, but it's not huge news. People are just like, aliens, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, it's just another normal day. Yeah. Like, no big deal. I, I, I was like, no, it's, it's on, a pretty crazy big deal. It's on purpose because we've been seeing it as of, like, what, the last three to five years, like, just being like a regular thing almost like oh uh, ufo sighting ufo sighting and story of contact or whatever and people are still skeptical and i understand that skepticism because even if somebody tells me like their ghost stories or whatever like i'm still like well it's never happened to me so whatever but i think you can only or a lot of people or most people can only believe it when they see it and i don't know i feel like i i believe it even though i've seen it i think from just accounts from other people and me giving them the benefit of the doubt and just understanding that like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of truth in what a lot of people say and for abductions or yeah. whatever the case may be. You know? I think people just don't want it to be true. You know, like they're just like, no, I don't want, this can't be. So they just like, ignore it. You know, I, I, I always send these things to my parents because my mom freaks out just because I want to see her reaction to it. So I sent her that video you sent me and I said, showed her some articles the other day too. And she got scared. She's like, I know, I know. Only Papito Dios, like, <laughs> only, God. only he knows, you know. <laughs> only God knows what's going to happen and stuff. So like, she totally just dismissed it completely, you know. And I, but I can imagine a lot of people that way too. Like, they hear, they hear this news and they're like, dude, there's aliens? Like, what the fuck? Especially if you're religious yourself and you're just like, because it, it totally flips religion on its head, you know, like the, the traditional beliefs. And then you're just like, what, what do I do? You know, you just get scared. You get this existential crisis. You know, especially if you are really religious, you just don't know what to believe anymore. You don't know what you've been believing your whole life. And so you're just like, nah, this can't be real. <laughs> you just ignore it. You know what I mean? It's just like, whatever. It, it, it's, an, it's, it's not real. Yeah, I can just see that. It. I think what trips me out the most is that what this whistleblower is confirming, he's a high government official that's coming out and, you know, kind of exposing that there's sections in the government that hide things from Congress. And like the fact that we have the ability to reverse, or we probably have had for a long time, reverse engineer these spacecraft that have the ability to bend space and time, which essentially means that they can time travel and go to, you know, different areas of whatever, like it could be earth or a different planet or a different area in the solar system or universe by just using this spacecraft by bending space and time um and i can't imagine like the people that know that this exists or the people that are reverse engineering it or like possibly using it like they can be going they can literally be time traveling like and we just we we think that that technology is far off but it literally exists in our reality you know and I'm just like what the fuck like i don't know i yeah i can know, go so deep you know what's out there man yeah it's yeah, it's a bunch of crazy shit. But at the same time, it's I feel like the government, at least the public government that we see on day to day, they just seem so incompetent on doing simple shit. Where it's like, are they even capable of running an organization like this that deals with aliens and shit? Like run it so well that no one knows anything about it or whatever. You know, like is that really a thing? If there was recently, was it? Uh, I don't know if it happened this week or last week. There was a um, a kid who released all these government documents, like CIA documents, in a Discord server from Minecraft. So he was just like this 21-year-old IT guy. 
I forgot his name. Let's see if I can post it up here if I if I can find it again. He was like this IT guy that works for government, and he was pretty much like a clerk, kind of. He was just moving documents around. And he was just in a Minecraft server, server on Discord, and they were just like, you don't know shit. He's like, yeah, I do. And he started posting like all these fucking government documents, like like the secret agents in other countries, just crazy shit. Just just because, you know, no big deal, whatever. So it's like, you telling me this government that just has these documents laying around for just a random nobody clerk just to throw this around can have and operate such a crazy secret high tech like I don't you know think entity. I don't think it's that crazy because we're seeing these documents Unless, be released like every month, you know? So it's like they're trying they maybe they're trying to keep it a secret, but it's not a secret anymore. Like we have substantial evidence. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's 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 lots of out there now. And maybe I feel like if it's super off the books and really no one knows about it, and not even like the Congress, president yeah. or Congress, yeah. like it's completely off the books, then maybe it's run not even by the government per se. The men in black, dude. The men in black, <laughs> the G.I. Joes of the world. Yeah. <laughs> like their own, complete own thing. We'll I mean, see. you never know, dude. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and fucking, what's a, what's a guy with the little snake alien here? Knoxville. Oh, yeah. He was on there, too. Yeah. But he was a bad guy, I think, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. So it was all the alien shit. It's, it's scary. It's it's interesting, especially because at least from the video that you sent me, they were kind of describing the aliens like having like big teeth, like eight nine feet tall. It's totally contradictory to like what we, well at least what I imagine alien looking like. Like you know, just like the greys, you know, little guys with big eyes, big heads. There's accounts of those too. Very... So there's obviously there's yeah, there are accounts of those kinds. Too. You know that I, I feel like. There, what your mind can imagine is out there is literally out there. Like, there's so many galaxies. There's so many versions of reality that I just it, – it, It's yeah. – yeah. You know what I was thinking too? And yeah, maybe they do live – because, you know, think about the animal kingdom, right? You think about typical like predator and prey. And there's a lot of prey, even predators too, that use camouflage, right? Like the octopus. The octopus is really hard to see. You know, underwater when they're fully camouflaged. Like, what if there is like, you know, an advanced civilization that some of them do come out here, but they're so advanced, they're totally aware of us and how we perceive things that they know how to camouflage themselves so well that they don't, that they're not seen. You know, I'm not saying they they turn to a tree or whatever, but you know, they maybe they just mimic human behavior. Maybe they maybe some of those weirdos that are out there running around downtown LA. Maybe it's just them. <laughs> they're just like observing and shit. You know. So it's when you think about think about it that way, like how advanced they could be, or probably should be if they're traveling like that, and how well they can utilize like camouflage, even our own tactics. You know, we our military uses camouflage too. I can imagine what they use. That's true. You know, like they probably have crazy shit. Yeah. But I think I remember. I think in the video too, they said something along the lines of they saw like what looked like waves or something like a almost like a camouflage, like yeah. Like ripples, yeah, in the in the air. Yeah. Um, I don't, that's what I remember. Do you remember it better? The guy said because there's another video of him putting up himself on his Instagram or whatever that when the thing hit, they were like dazed in the sense of like when they tried to see what landed, they couldn't see. Like they were literally literally like blinded, and then they came to after like a couple mm-hmm. of minutes. And then there's also uh, an account of their – they had like a rain camera in that same backyard that's pointed at that area of the yard. 
And it just so happened that when this thing hit, the cameras cut off. So I feel like they have the ability to cut off cameras by like, I don't know, some type of EMP or something like that. Um, and also like daze people and kind of confuse them and essentially make them not see them. But for whatever reason, they allow these people to eventually kind of come to and see them physically. Um, and yeah, I can't even imagine, dude, like if that was me, I'd be telling everybody, I'd be trying to get on fucking CNN, be like, yo, aliens are real. <laughs> yeah, <boy."> dude. <laughs> I know. Steezy from News and Bruises here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember there was like a big secret from like one of the homies, and you told me like right away. You're like, I'm telling everybody. Like, you're not good with secrets, dude. No. Especially not with aliens and shit. So it's like, yeah, nah. I'm like, I wouldn't be able to watch that. Guess what? What? (laughs) Aliens. (laughs) You'll never know, bro. You know, it's funny is that. um, Yeah, dude. You bringing up the. The uh, Minecraft, that kid putting shit out on Minecraft. I for the first time last night, because um, I told you I was hanging out with my friends Steven and Chris. When I went home, or when I was leaving, they're like, "You want to play Warzone?" And I was like, "Dude, I I downloaded it. I just haven't used it yet." So I went home, and luckily I didn't need an update or anything, so I can hop on with them. And they have PS5s, but I have the Xbox. But I guess it's crossplay, so they added me as a friend in the the game, and so I was playing. And I didn't realize that this thing has what you call a proximity chat to where, like, if you're close to the enemy, <sighs> you can talk to them. And this little kid, dude, he was like a hating ass fool. And he's like, what are you guys doing camping here? Just holding each other's dicks. You guys are fucking faggots, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what What the fuck did we do to you, bro? Why are you so mean? <laughs> yeah, dude, that proximity chat is no joke. I, it hurts your feelings sometimes. It does, dude. And then the, I only played two games because I wanted to go to bed because I couldn't eat anything yesterday. I was like, I just want to wake up and eat. Um, and we'll talk about the cleanse after. But um, the next game, there was these Mexican people playing and they're just speaking Spanish. And we had somebody like a different guy in our team who was Mexican. And he's like, man, these fucking beaner assholes. And they come in the in the, in the the proximity chat and he'd be like, cállense la boca, cállense. And it's like, they're just being mean to them. I'm like, why are y'all so mean to each other on this shit, man? What the hell? <laughs> it's like, I, I have Dude, you got to add me on that Warzone shit. Yeah, I will. I, I hadn't played online like that in maybe three years and just, I was like, dude, it's, it's still the same shit. People just talking shit on here like, fuck shit, fuck shit. Yeah. Fuck you, bitch, blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> dude, I, I suck at that game, bro. I'm, I'm probably better than you, but yeah, I, it's hard. It's hard, especially since you haven't, I haven't played Call of Duty in a long time, but I can see playing at least 10 rounds and like, okay, I get the hang of it, you know? Yeah, I play 10 rounds and just, yeah, for me, it's just, I think I won one of those by myself once. I remember I had a solo and I beat it one time and I was the best feeling ever, dude. I was so, I was like, my palms were so sweaty when it was just like me and the other dude and it was, the, the circle was super tiny. I was like, what the fuck is he, dude? I, I don't think I've ever been so nervous, <laughs> like ever. That was the only game I ever won. So I don't really, I don't win these very often. My cousin's a pro, dude. He's all about this. So he doesn't like playing with me because like, I just, to have fun he plays to win yeah so like i'll just try to talk to him but hey man you know what's going on what's up he's like dude shut the fuck up and try to like <laughs> over there. i'm trying to pay attention move I'm up like, okay my bad <laughs> yeah. we're hanging up yeah, yeah, yeah. i felt bad for he was like, Tango. he's pretty good um but no I, I i is that the latest call of duty the the warzone one modern warfare 2 or well modern warfare 2 is the latest one yeah. warzone 2 is the latest warzone but Warzone has been pretty much the same since, like, uh last couple of years. Okay, okay. Gotcha. There's more or less, like, yeah, Warzone's still the same 
premise battle royale. It's just more. Di- it's a little different, like some of the mechanics, but it's just now yeah, it's a separate thing, right? Like it's. I remember back in the day, you buy Modern Warfare two, and there was a multiplayer within that game that you would go play online. Now it's like there's yeah. Modern Warfare two, which is separate. probably just campaign, and then there's Warzone, which is the multiplayer, right? Yeah, well, Modern Warfare two is the campaign and multiplayer, like the team deathmatch, free for all, that stuff that you know that that we play a lot. Um, and then Warzone is is the battle royale. That's like the you know jump off the plane and the circle gets smaller. It's like like um, fucking the most popular. What's it called? Fortnite. That's that's a battle. Like, like Fortnite. Yeah. So that's that's yeah, what I thought like of Fortnite when like the circle was closing. And you had to get in the circle. I thought of Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like Fortnite. I like Apex. I don't know if you ever play Apex Legends. That that game is fun. I also really suck at I suck at battle royales. I just, it's just not my thing. And uh, but I like Apex. I was I was getting decent at that for a little bit, and then um, supposedly there was a rumor going around that Halo was going to come out with the battle royale eventually. That'd be cool because I would just I just imagine like ODSTs, and I yeah. just imagine you know how you drop, yeah. but you drop in a drop ship, and you just like doom, yeah, yeah, and then you land and shit. And that's how I imagine it. I was like, dude, that'd be so fucking cool. I would actually prefer. But I don't know if you actually do that. I prefer Halo's game mechanics because I like the ability to jump high. And- not to say that there aren't versions of Call of Duty that have that. I think what Modern Warfare had that kind of thing too, but um, it's like a advanced warfare, or advanced or like warfare, that. advanced warfighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just um, I'm more of a Halo fan than a Call of Duty fan, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I love I love Halo. If you ever play Apex, I think you like it too. It's definitely more. Um, it's not as realistic. So there's like wall running and there's like big jumps and powers and shit like that but it, it, it is cool it is really fun it's, mo- it's much more fast-paced than modern warfare gotcha. so it does take a little while to like get used to it but that's another one my, my cousin just super fucking good and i'm just super casual and i always get my ass beat all the time but um that was another fun one but yeah, yeah. Dude, let me know when you're on call of duty yeah i could have been on last night until until i had to go save the day <laughs> but yeah, i should have told um, you other than that next time because yeah they, they they've been playing like i have a group chat with them and they've been uh, like get, get on in i'm just like i can't and i'm kind of busy blah 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 but i made sure that i had it downloaded in case there was another time to to play and i don't even think like i don't think i have an xbox live subscription at the moment i was just able to play for free like online yeah because it, it's free to play online that's the, so you don't even need an Xbox Live subscription, right? Because I don't have one. I guess. Yeah, yeah no, I don't think so. Because I play, I, I play it on PC. I play Warzone on PC. You still use the controller though? Uh, yes. Yeah, I still have my controller. The for, Elite one. For Warzone. Uh huh. I'm probably yeah, gonna buy. That's, that's the one I use. I'm probably gonna buy uh the. They have a second version now, right? Yeah, that's the one I have. I have the second version, and but now you can customize it, which is pretty cool. Change like the colors and shit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna start that. That's what I, I want to do that too. That PC build one these days, but um, no, I, dude, that'd be do that'd be cool. If you buy all the pieces, I'd be down to to help you put it together. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I only built like one PC, so I don't really remember, but you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a fun little group project. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was yesterday. I was like, I can only play two games because. I was doing my cleanse the last day of my cleanse and I couldn't eat anything yesterday mm-hmm. after four. And all I had was like four or five apples and pears all together. Um, so I was like dying. I was like, honestly, guys, I, I, I want to keep playing, but I just want to go to bed so I can wake up and like eat something. <laughs> so even yeah. we can talk about this next, uh, 
Well, yeah. Let, let, let's talk about the switch over to the cleanse. Because yeah. you say you just wrapped it up, right? So I think um, we, in general, I think we wanted to talk about just weight loss and the whole thing, big thing going on with like Osempic and all the GLP ones and whatever. Yeah. Um, but you are doing a cleanse right now instead, right? So how how is that? How did that? Now that you completed it, like how do you feel? What were like the those was it eleven days you did it for? Since May thirty first, so yeah, eleven days total. Well, I today was yeah, so like, like how did you feel throughout the whole thing? I felt good because uh, starting on May thirty first, I was just given supplements, um, like four bottles to take of like two supplements each bottle before eating. And then another set of four bottles of supplements to take after eating, which was like the start of like a pre-cleanse before the actual like flushing days. So that basically just kind of made me go to the restroom here and there. Not like crazy or anything, but I tried to eat light. Um, I didn't really like, I haven't really been eating bad. Like I've been eating pretty decent. Like even when I go out to eat food, I go to like Kava or California Fish Grill. I won't really get fast food things. If I get Chick-fil-A, I'm getting a salad. I go to the habit, I'll get a salad. But for the most part, I was eating at home and eating kind of light. Um, and so that pre-cleaning process started. And then on Friday, um, the day after my birthday, um, I can only eat apples and pears all day while taking the same supplements. And then yesterday, I can only eat apples and pears until 4 p.m. And then at 6 p.m., I had to drink six ounces of olive oil and eight ounces of lemon juice, and it was fucking, you had to drink six ounces. It was all of oil, fucking dude. gross, dude. It was gross. But dude, I remember I had to do that for I forgot, I don't know what it was for a long time ago, unrelated. But I remember having just one spoonful of olive oil, and actually was as <laughs> disgusting, dude. Yeah. So it's it's meant to basically like flush you out. Um, and it started this morning, but I did have to use the restroom last night a little bit. Um, and basically it's, it's, it's to help like penetrate like your gallbladder, your liver to just clean it out. Um, and I guess it just does it as like, at a, as a slow pace, like as you're sleeping. So this morning, like I had to use a restroom a few times. Um, and from what I was told, I had a call with the, uh, the doctor that told me this whole remedy. And he said, that's to help like basically the purpose of the olive oil and the lemon juice and sleeping on your right side while you're going to sleep. Is to help uh, um, help it make contact with your liver and your gallbladder, so it flushes out any gallstones that you have. And I want to say I might have saw one gallstone in my. It might be kind of graphic, but in my, I went to the restroom. So <laughs> he said that it'll it'll keep happening like for another two or three days that you'll keep flushing, but it's not like anything crazy. Like it's it's for this morning. It was kind of like I had to use the restroom a few times, but I feel better. Like it's mostly to address like. Even when I eat healthy, I, I get bloated. So it's to address the bloating. And I think it's mostly due to having like too much bacteria in my gut, my, my, my gut microbiome. So it's flushing out all that bad bacteria. And then I'll continue to take my probiotics to replenish it with like the good bacteria that helps digest and, mm -hmm. digestion and prevent myself from bloating. But it's also a pretty good jumpstart to trying to cut some pounds. So like I rate myself this morning. Your lifestyle. Yeah, um, I weighed myself this morning and I'm 198, and I was like 204 on Friday. So, I don't know. Oh, dang. How much did you weigh when you started this? I think 204. Like, I've been 204 for a while. Okay. So, I think. So, you lost like 10 pounds just about? No, I, I think like five pounds. Um, 
like oh, six okay. pounds actually. Um, just from like the two days of not really eating anything, I think it's just what helped me. Um, but basically, like those past two days, I was fucking just like loopy. Like I wanted to eat really bad. It was kind of hard. No, yeah, dude. Yeah, not eating is fucking hard, dude. I had to do that when I had my colonoscopy that we talked about a yeah. while ago. I had to do that too. To get on that. You did the same thing, yeah. yeah. Get on the the liquid cleanse. And yeah, dude, that shit was terrible, dude. That's... Like yesterday, I I inadvertently fasted because um I bought I got some Ono like around two I want to say like around two. Where's your Ono? And Steph was supposed to come home. I don't know. I just got a door dash. <laughs> I just got a door dash to me because I didn't have the car. So um, I was expecting Steph to be back because she was she was like, oh, I'll be back like you know just lunch. I'll be back around four or five, whatever. So um, I just had some Ono, and then I was gonna cook dinner when she got home so we could eat together. So then like time went by, time went by, and she's like not home yet. And I'm like, okay, well I'll just whatever. I'll just go hang out and play some video games and stuff. And then she called me. It was already late. It was like ten or something like that. And I was like, okay. That's when she started talking to me, and then I'd go pick her up around 12 or 12.30. But at that point, I was like, oh, dude, I want to eat, but I really don't want to eat that late. So I'm just going to try not to eat anything. So I had, like, a yogurt, like, small stuff, but I didn't have an actual meal. So that was the first time I hadn't, like, ate for a prolonged amount of time until this morning. I ate um, right before this podcast, like, around 12.30 or something. And um, that was hard, dude. I was like, damn, this fucking this is not eating shit. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's hard, but it's you tough. do get, but you do get used to it. I feel like after like, after at the end of it, you just kind of, especially when you go to sleep and you wake up. I feel like I can go to sleep and wake up and not eat for like, yeah, a and long that's time. that's like I was I, I came across this video of this nutritionist talking about how the worst meal to have is breakfast because when you wake up your liver and I think another organ supply your body with like a sugar release and a nutrient release naturally to help you start your day. So it's good to wait like at least a few hours to have breakfast because if you have breakfast right away, you're basically creating redundancy in your body's chemistry and like your body is already giving you what you need and you're just putting more of it. So it's like if you're eating a sugary breakfast, you're just sugar overloading your day and it's not really beneficial to you to help increase fatigue throughout the day. Um, and even like the key to longevity, I'm sure you came across that as well, is fasting. So putting your, your body in that state of like survival of like, you know, like, oh shit, like I need to hunt and gather for food or whatever. That's mm-hmm. essentially how you're able to um, prolong your, your life in a sense of like keeping yourself strong and keeping cancer away at bay. Because, you know, when you're overindulging these processed foods, that's how cancer is created. But if you're fasting and putting your body in that survival state, you're able to cr- increase that longevity for your life. And especially for your exercising too. Like that's, that's number one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that they, it, it has like uh, shock proteins or something like that when you put your body into shock. Mm-hmm. And one of those, one of those ways to do that is through fasting. Cause you know, your body is like, what the fuck I need to eat. Yeah. But you're just pushing through it. Another thing is like when you do cold plunges or something like that's yeah. also like another uh, shock thing that you have also intense heat mm-hmm. you like that where you put your body through like this intense moment of what the fuck is going on exactly that it starts synthesizing these proteins that help you know like you like you mentioned like you mentioned anti-aging help like brain cognition and yep. um, fighting cancers and things like that mm-hmm. so um yeah it's it's super interesting i know i have fasted before but it's hard to just be like 
just long term, you know what I mean? Just because the way timing goes sometimes, like, you know, you got shit to do or something's coming up so you can't eat on your window. So then you eat later yeah. and it messes up all your other windows. So it's just hard to kind of keep track of it. And But I do find, like, for me, because I go to the gym in the morning a lot of the times, I can uh-huh. wake up and have, like, a yogurt or a banana and go have an intense workout and be fine. Like, not really have, like, a really big yogurt, like, yogurt, a really big breakfast breakfast. I just have like mm-hmm. a little something or even nothing a lot of times and I'll be, I'll be good, dude. A lot of times when I go yeah. in the morning, I literally just grab a banana and just eat a banana and just go, go to the gym and I feel good, dude. I have a like really good workouts and yeah. I feel perfectly fine without yeah, having my, to have like a big old thing of oatmeal and bacon and whatever. Yeah. My favorite out. cardio is fasted cardio in the morning, like not eating anything, maybe a banana, like how you just said, or even like a little protein bar. Um, but I rarely eat in the morning when I'm going to go work out because I, I like feeling like I have an empty stomach. I don't like feeling all full. I feel like I can't move as well. I can't perform as well. So, um, But I feel like yeah. what – I like being right there in the middle. Yeah, I get that. But I, I feel like what's very intriguing is like being able to do that fast that I did without having the hunger feeling, which is what Ozempic would create for me and – essentially make me not feel hungry and then i'm sure the pounds are just like that 10 pounds in one week (laughs) yeah it's it's one of those things it's i don't know i i have mixed emotions with it because well for me one of the things is you know my dad is a diabetic and my sister right so when people are taking up the supply just because they want to lose 10 pounds it's like dude like these are people's life you know, medication, you're just trying to like lose, you know, 10 pounds. Like who, and it's just like, okay, people are just like, oh no, I just want to lose 10 pounds for a wedding or I want to lose 10 pounds for a pool party or whatever. It's not that serious. You know what I mean? Like, you're really going to take away someone's life saving medication because you just want to look decent for like a couple photos and stuff, you know? And um, to me, I'm like, that's why, that's one of the reasons why I'm against it, but also because there is a shortage. I just right? feel there's like a current shortage going on. Yeah, there's a big shortage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a shortage. And then um, it's also, I mean, you're really injecting yourself, right? So what Ocempic is, it's, um, I think it's a generic version of a drug called semaglutide. Mm-hmm. And semaglutide is a GLP-1, which is um antagonist receptor. So what it does, it pretty much um, helps your body, one, because when you're anti-diabetic, well, what it does when you take it, as far as hunger goes, it reduces your appetite, right? Because it, it like makes it does something with your brain, like because what an antagonist receptor is, from what I understand, because I don't really know, is that it it binds to certain um, processes in your body yeah. and in, it initiates a response, or does it, or does initiate a response, or in this case, it would be hunger. Yeah, and which I is, think for a case, I think it, it mimics it mimics something that's already in your body, and it just kind of creates more of it, so you just don't feel hungry at a basic level. Yeah, exactly, but then. So then you start losing. So there's pros and cons, right? So if you if you get it from a doctor, they'll give it to you in phases, right? So they're obviously not going to give you a full dosage right away because they don't know how it's going to affect your body, right? Because also has a bunch of side effects, especially for people with digi- with digestion issues. Mm-hmm. So they'll give it to you a little bit and then maybe check in a couple of weeks to give it to you a, a little higher or whatever. And they monitor, and the goal for if you want to use it for weight loss is to lose like two pounds a week, mm-hmm. which is the way you should be losing weight anyway. So for people who want to lose like ten pounds in a week or two, this 
the doctor is not gonna make is not gonna phase it in a way that's gonna do that. But if you go to TJ, if you go somewhere else, and you're just buying like full dosages, you're just taking it, then you run the risk of not really knowing the right dosage for your body. And that's when people get a lot of those cases like osempic face or a lot of other side effects, especially in your GI tract, because you're losing so much weight so fast that your body cannot keep up with adjusting to the weight loss. So that's yeah. why you get like the droopy face and stuff, especially when you're getting into full dosages. And also because you're not hungry, you're not eating enough protein and stuff to help you not lose muscle mass. So yeah. a lot of the weight that you lose, yeah, you do lose fat, but you also lose a lot of muscle mass. That's why a lot of people who do lose weight strictly on this end up looking skinny fat. And to me, that's still not really attractive. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just my yeah. Opinion. I think that's um, important to note because so, it's not like a miracle drug. You have to make lifestyle changes or already being in the process of making lifestyle changes and not thinking that I can just eat fast food and this is going to make me skinny anyways. Like, no, it's not going to work. You have yeah. to be working out. You have to be eating healthy or else it's just going to be a waste. So yeah, like for me, I would just yeah. see like, if, if I, I, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm still like considering possibly <laughs> doing it just because I feel like it'd be a nice jump start to what I've already kind of started putting in place. Um, but I, I feel also like you got a good jump start with the cleanse. I also, yeah, I was gonna say, I also feel like I did that with the cleanse and like, to me, if I just, I haven't gotten my routine down, but I feel like I'm starting to get my routine down. I just I start, I had my fifth week of my new job and then I'm going to be moving out to a new apartment. So once I get that routine down and consistently, I'm cooking for myself and working out with my regimen. I already have my workout plans made in the strong app. So like, I, I know what I'm going to hit every day when I go in the gym, like it's not a guessing game anymore. So like I've already put mm-hmm. those steps in place for me to have a sustainable kind of lifestyle. I don't think it's necessary. I feel like I can meet my goals in like a month or two months. Like as long as I'm doing my cardio, having my protein, my macros and lifting, I, I don't see it being a problem and not drinking as much. You know? Yeah. Not, not doing the binge drinking that I was doing on the weekends. You know. Yeah, I exactly. think that's most important. And once you start, yeah, for sure. Because once you start doing that, you're gonna lose the weight. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a given, you know. It's just actually implementing all those things to do it, mm-hmm. you know. And people who think this is a miracle drug and they're just gonna take it just to lose the weight, they they end up feeling a lot of the symptoms, especially in their GI tract too, because obviously it suppresses your hunger. So when you're eating past what your brain is telling you should eat, especially because I think it also slows down digestion. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel even worse. It makes so you like if you're like, yeah, let's say you're a social drinker and you're taking a sunpick and you're like, oh, I'm just going to lose weight. And then you go out with the boys and you're drinking and drinking and drinking and you're eating and you're getting pizza, jack in the box, whatever the fuck. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel really, really, really bad. Like way, like way worse than you would normally feel already in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not going to lose the weight because those calories are still in your body, right? Yeah. But now you just feel terrible. On top yeah. of that, so yeah, it's not a miracle drug. You're still gonna, you're still gonna feel terrible. You're still not gonna lose the weight if you still eat the same. And if you're not willing to implement that lifestyle change, then you're just gonna gain it all back. Yeah, it's gonna be for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And and if you do it with a doctor, their their goal is to keep you within a healthy weight loss range a week, which is one to two pounds, which is what you should be aiming for, even even with diet and exercise. So yeah, it's just you know if you can do it healthier, I mean naturally it's always better just to avoid the side effects just to avoid you know having to go through that whole process every single week and injecting yourself with shit and stuff yeah know? i'd rather not I inject myself to be honest like it's it's not something that seems enjoyable to me and i feel like i can meet my goals just yeah. doing it the natural way because i've done it before i've just 
kind of let my lifestyle and like things coming up kind of, you know, I feel like you know this probably better than most. Like I've always had a tough time saying no and always been like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. And then if I wanted a weekend where I'm like, I'm going to go hike, I'm going to go work out. But I guess replaced with going to have lunch with my friends and drinking because I just have a fail. I, I, I don't have a like a I, I fail at saying no. And I always say yes and giving in and not putting myself first and my own wants first. I think that I just need to continue to have that mindset. Like, you know what? Yeah, I can go hang yeah. out with my friends, but I'd rather just go work out, you know, and meet my own goals that I have for myself. Like, it's just going to get me further ahead, you know? So, yeah, it's more like yeah, an internal Exactly, thing. man. Yeah, it's you only get one body, you know, you really got to try to take care of it. And I want to do better at that, too. I feel like my training is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel I, I'm doing really good physically. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can run better now. I live really good. I'm getting more mobile and stuff. Me, it's just eating better. You know, which I have been trying to do this past like couple of weeks, but I just really need to like get on it. You get like on a meal plan or something like that, something that makes it easier. It's hard. For me, it's hard you, for me to when you live where you live and you have all of these good places around you. You know. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like you're a little hungry, like man, do I want to cook or do I just want to order did Thai food? <laughs> you yeah. know, I just like it's it's really that easy. But um, yeah. I'm trying to just get better with that too, just in, and just to save money too, because yeah. all those things add up. You and, know, over yeah. Time. And then even like it makes those cheat days more enjoyable because you're like, I didn't spend money on food the whole week. I cook my own food and I, I like this doesn't bother. I don't feel this, you know, this whatever breakfast we're going to have or this lunch we're going to have, this dinner. Like it's nothing. But if you're always doing that, it's not, of course, it's not sustainable when you have rent to pay and car payments and shit like that. So, yeah, exactly. I also just being more controlled of my impulses. Like the other day, I bought a bag of Doritos, but I haven't ate any of them, so I'm pretty proud. They're just they're still there. Like I said, <laughs> even when I was super hungry, uh, and I was I was gonna I was gonna start playing because um, I got Diablo Four, and I was gonna start playing it to um, you know, just eat some chips and shit. I did it, and I was like, yeah, I feel good now. This is the next day. I'm like, yeah, I feel good. I didn't eat those chips yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in control of my body. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. I've I've, uh, I've been trying to refrain from chips altogether because in the ingredients it says like it has canola oil, which is inflammatory. Yeah, it has all these terrible natural flavors. I love chips. Dude. I get it. Yeah, chips are just so. Dude, I'm but a chippy boy. They're just chips and chocolate carbs, man. If you imagine, like, if you're eating tortilla chips, almost like four to six of those tortilla chips is one tortilla, and like if we have a whole bag, yeah, one whole tortilla. That's like twenty tortillas, dude. <laughs> yeah dude and i can fuck up a whole bag like when we go to mexican restaurants and they just keep bringing out the, the nachos i'm just like yeah dude we went to calorie kitchen the other day because uh-huh. they moved it now it's in um i forgot where it's at but it's not in downtown anymore and they brought out the bread and i'm like dude i really want to ask for more bread because it was just so good but bread is also really bad it's just like more bread yeah on top of everything else you know bro for but sometimes like dude cheesecake dude for, for my birthday dinner we went to this place called safi's in east hollywood the best shawarma i've ever had damn i'm gonna have to check it out then yeah dude i'm gonna have to check that out safi's you said i'll ask you for the link later yeah s-a-f-f-y-s it's the same people that own bestia and Babel or the valve however you say it. um in oh. like the art district area yeah all right cool i'm down okay all right man i mean i think those were all of our topics for a day man did you have anything else you wanted to throw out there to the world 
No, I think this virtual one was was pretty fun. I like this podcastle.ai platform like this and made it really easy. And, um, you know, I look forward to having our next one in person since you're starting to feel better. And um, I just wanted to thank yeah. everybody that's, you know, continuing to listen to us. We're going to continue to, you know, learn from, you know, our every time that we record our episodes and try to get better. And, you know, Carlos has taking over doing editing and I will also assist um, in that as well. So it's already getting better from what I can see. So I, I, I'm really excited to see, yeah. you know, where, where it can, continues to go. Yeah. Same man. Uh, and yeah, thanks for listening, like subscribe, share, you know, share this with your mom, share this with your family, you know, to get the word out there and yeah. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Later, bro. See you Cheers. in a couple of days. Yeah. Peace. Sounds good. Salut. I got my water. Damn. <laughs> Next right. one we're drinking. Next one we're drinking. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right.